It's like a mean-spirited Mamma Mia minus the ABBA music. So better? Jamie? Yeah. Let's go watch Lace. Part one. of Good Times, Great Movies. Here we are, bi-weekly, every other week. We are here to talk about a movie from the 1980s. Mm-hmm. It is me, one of your podcast hosts, Jamie Lorello. Also here with me, every bi-weekly, is a DP McCambridge. How you doing, DP? I am here in yeah. my bra and panties that match the stuffed tiger that I'm sitting next to right now. Ooh. Saucy. Are you yeah. smoking cigarettes? Oh, in every scene. Boss every is smoking scene, a cigarette. Yep. <laughs> the direction was if Phoebe Cates is on screen, she's got a cigarette in her hand. She's gotta have one. I'm exhausted from this movie. It's a it's I can see why. Yes. Rarely does a movie exhaust me. Rarely does a movie that has a concrete finish to it exhaust me the way that watching Two and a half hours of something that I know there's still another hour and a half on the horizon yeah. exhausted it's, me. Let's be honest. It's exhausting because it's, it's one of our longest. It is our longest movie yet. Is it? So what is this? Is it like a miniseries? It's a miniseries. Okay. Yeah. Two okay. part TV miniseries back to back. One night part one. One night part two. Yeah. And I believe just because of the way the credits ran... I was shocked that it's not even. I was we we sat down or at the end of yeah. our last podcast, I looked and I went, "Oh my god, Jamie, this is 4 hours long. Get ready yeah. for it." I was surprised that it's 2:30 and then 1:30. I would have thought it was 2 hours, 2 hours, but it's not. No, cuz you get the crux of the story in your first half. Okay. Audience, mm-hmm. here's something we have to go over. If you are a listener, to our podcast and you mm-hmm. know what every episode is about. This one's different because it is a two-parter. Yeah. Uh, you will get the second part next week, so you won't have to mm-hmm. wait bi-weekly to get Oh, this. right. That's a little extra for you. But we're not going to be doing our final thoughts at the end of this. We're not going to be recommending a movie at the end of this. We will wait, save all of that to the end of the second part. Right. So right. I don't want to ruin my thoughts, but... I did not like how part one ended. You I didn't? When, okay, fine. Great last line. Fantastic yeah. last line. It's amazing. But I thought it was going to end when we left the past and went back to the present day. Like when Phoebe Cates is then on that yacht and she's doing mm. interviews, like I was like, this feels like it's part two. Like it feels like oh, part yeah. one just ended. You can't but- argue with how it ended. I was no. just surprised that it took another 20 minutes after I thought it should have ended to get to the ending. I see. I see. And I, but you had mentioned this to me when, when in text beforehand, you said that it felt like it was several movies in one. And I yeah. could see that. Like you, you could see that the, if, when you're watching the first two and a half hours, <laughs> there are other points that you're like, okay, we could stop here. Yes. No, 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 no. We could stop here. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. <clears throat> 
But I thought, I, I, listen, I'll just, let's let the cat out of the bag. We'll tell the listeners, you know. I've watched the second part already. Usually we do, we, you know, especially me. I like to make sure that I right. watch our, our films right before we talk about them because I like to keep them fresh on the brain. And without giving too much away, after I finished part one, I couldn't wait to get into part Wow. Two. Okay. It was... <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not looking forward to part two. I want to see how this ends. I'm very excited to see how this ends. Curious, aren't you? But by the time the credits rolled, I let out a big sigh, just like a sigh of relief that I could finally like take a breath, basically. Because do you think movie... it was just the how long it was, or do you think how much you had to endure? I know exactly what it was. It was how much is happening and how much jet setting we're doing after we go back to present day. Right. There is a lot of shifting when around when, when we're, it's yeah. the girls and it's the That's pregnancy a, question and they're in the mountains of Switzerland. Like I was like, this is a single story and I can wrap my brain around it. When it's Phoebe Cates flying to and fro, she's in the middle East. She's in New yeah. York. Like I was like, what is, and, and there are so many flashbacks near the end. She, talks about another time when she's younger and it's a flashback that lasts for 20 seconds and i was like why why did we even do that yeah yeah it's, yeah. it's a ton you know the pregnancy story yeah there's a lot that they throw at you and then the, i got a little bit confused over the the men at first i was like wait is she i thought maxine was also married to the prince and i was like wait that's not the prince who is that but that yeah <laughs> Like, that's not the prince? They didn't slather him in brown makeup? Yeah. The Saudi prince. That guy. What? We had to just throw a Saudi prince in there, by the way. Did they shove that guy in for this movie? It looked a little bit ridiculous. (laughs) So we should say this is a patron-recommended episode. And Michelle, I mean, definitely from Jamie, it's a big thank you. Yeah. I'm still on the fence. We'll see how I feel after I watch (laughs) the second half. Yeah, so thank you very much for that. And if people don't know, go to our Patreon page and you can uh, pledge at the $15 level. And then every year you get to make us watch a TV miniseries or just a movie that's closer to two hours long than this one, which is twice as long as two hours. So let's get into this TV miniseries let's called Lacey. Let's get Lacey. Let's From... get, not Lacey Peterson. Rest in no, peace. No, no, no. No, no, no. Not that kind. No murders happening here. Not yet. Oh, Who well, knows what's in store? Wait, mm, are there murders? Kind of. You'll see. You'll see. I think that's part two. Jamie, come but... on. Abortion is not murder. Let's not oh, oh, get oh, into... Oh, no. Well, <laughs> I don't just... No. No, the baby was I've, murdered. I've... The baby, the baby was died. The baby didn't live. Is that? Do you remember your... that one? Wait, who is that now? Who is that? Is that Phoebe Cates? Is that Angela Lansbury? Is that Arnold Schwarzenegger? Okay. Well, it was Angela Lansbury doing her best Arnold Schwarzenegger. The child didn't live. No, no, the child died. Okay, now that sounds like an insulting Middle Eastern accent that somehow made its way into the See, my accents are terrible, but they're just as good as the actresses in this film. They're just as good. Seasoned actress. I'm going to say award-winning actress. I don't know. Angela Lansbury puts on a French accent that is laughable. 
in this I movie. feel like she is, because she plays an auntie in this video, and I feel like she's your favorite auntie that comes over and just does a French accent to <laughs> make you take a medicine. <laughs> oh, and oh and if he begins, you you're going to yeah. come see me. <laughs> I'm going to pay for your schooling. No problem. The baby is dead. I almost felt like at the end of this, when her hand knocks over the wine glass, they just wanted to show wine so that we're like, oh, she was French. Okay, I oh, get it now. Oh, wee wee, wee wee. And she does smoke her cigarettes, so yeah, it's very yeah. French, I guess. I um, guess. I Not that I wish you hadn't watched the second part, but I kind of wish you hadn't told me. Because oh. I want to ask you questions. No, you shouldn't. I'm not I, gonna, I know, I'm gonna... I know, but now I'm so tempted because I want, I want Phoebe Cates' backstory to be filled in. And I know she did a lot of filling in uh, in part one. But I really need to know how she went, I'm sure the answer it, from prostitute or, I guess, pregnant 16-year-old across seas to fam- like insanely famous movie star. But yeah. you know what? That's for that's for part two. We're we're all over the place here. Let's stay in part one. Stream so, line. Yes. Okay. Yeah. In a movie called Lace, we get our titles over lace. <laughs> we get our titles over like yeah. lace curtains or whatever. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And Phoebe Cates, she has at the we're introduced to Phoebe Cates with a great like superimposed image of her on what appears to be the side mirror of this car that she's in, but it's clearly uh-huh. just like superimposed footage of Phoebe Cates sitting down. It's really, really fantastic. She is, by the way, Phoebe Cates is just beautiful throughout oh. this whole yeah. movie. As terrible as her accent is, or accents, I should say, are, Yeah, she's beautiful. Oh my right? God. She's- you pile all the fur on her. She looks great. You take nearly everything off of her. She looks fantastic. Yeah. And they do her hair. They do her makeup. Like she looks, she's Phoebe Cates. So from the moment where she's like, I was just a poor 16 year old girl <laughs> who was knocked up. I was like, you look gorgeous right now. Yeah. You look like a supermodel. Right. Yeah, no, she's adorable. She's adorable and so and wealthy. We see right away that she is not of meager means. Not just wealthy, but very, very popular, super famous. Because yeah. she gets out of this car in question mark place. We're all over the world in this movie, so don't. Yeah, we're in some European countryside. I'd drive. like to. I'd like to say that it's France because both of our actresses are speaking French. But we find out later in the movie that doesn't matter at all where people no. are from or where people are. <laughs> they can just <laughs> pile accents on. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. She's basically like accosted by paparazzi. Yep. Yep. But you hear people yelling stuff like she looks more beautiful in clothes and stuff like yeah. that. What is she doing with her clothes <laughs> right. on? Yeah. I don't know. She just got out of a car. In public, in the daylight. And people are like throwing magazines in her face and yelling and screaming. And oh, she's, she has to fight her way through the crowd to get into this giant mansion, this giant house mm-hmm. on a Parisian hill, let's say. <laughs> okay. And I like that early in this movie, and they don't do it later. Like, I thought this was just going to be a thing. When Phoebe Cates goes into this house... We switched to Phoebe Kate's POV. Like, everything is from her. Like, you see her hands, like, opening the door. Oh, yeah. <laughs> until she walks in to see Angela Lansbury. 
And there's Angela Lansbury just having a glass of wine, a cigarette. And this is where, not for the last time, but for the first time in my notes, I wrote, and I will read the punctuation. I wrote, oh no, exclamation point. They're all doing accents, exclamation <laughs> point. Oh, because once again, the accent that... Uh, that La Angela Lansbury does. I can't even do it. Listen to that. That's probably. It's, it's so very, it's French, but it's like pretend French. Um, that's no? better. Jamie, stop it. That's better than what we're getting out of these two in this movie. That was, that was better because that was like comedically French. This is just vaguely French or vaguely European accents. Yeah. It's. Yeah. But she's having a f- blast with it. She's going for oh. a full throttle. Right? Ooh, Angela Lansbury? She, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Angela Both Lansbury. Of them. Both of them. No. It, well, not so much Phoebe Cates. I feel like Phoebe Cates is kind of, she's kind like of unsure. playing it down at this point. Like, oh, I mean, yeah, she, gets, it, yeah. she gets ramped up later in this movie. Yes. But I feel like she's trying to play it straight and everything. But you're right. Angela Lansbury is just chewing scenery left and right with this insane monologue. She's dressed like a ghost. Like she's going to be revealed (laughs) to have died 50 years ago at the end of this. She, you know, they put her in all this old age makeup and everything. Basically, Phoebe Cates is there looking for Lucinda Lace. Mm -hmm. Who... So here's my first question. Phoebe Cates thinks that her mom's name is Lucinda Lace, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because that's the name they told the doctor. Right. But then Phoebe Cates is confused at the end of this as to who her mother is. And you don't need to spoil it. Is it the woman who runs charity, who also has dark hair? Who looks exactly like Phoebe Cates. Yes, who looks like Phoebe Cates. Or is it this other random blonde who I'm just going to call her a trashy blonde? I, you know, I don't need oh, to. Oh, Maxine. But, or is it the woman that runs the magazine called Lace? Like it's so <laughs> bizarre to me. Like I'm like Phoebe Cates. You look like that one lady. Can we just eliminate one of these three? Can we just take Maxine out of the equation right now? <laughs> Well, no, no, because of the bond <laughs> that they all have. And because Maxine, as you said, is the slashy, is the trashiest sort of... Well, I don't want to call it trashy. It I think it's just No, the, she's not. No, she's very, she's well-to-do. 80s, like, teased hair, heavy makeup kind of trashy look. But well, it's then not... she's the first of them, of the three, to lose her virginity. Right of the three friends, we'll get into that in a minute. This almost seems like it was a bet because it seems like they lose their virginity within like twelve hours of one. Well, that's why. That's why it's a big question: which one of them is the pregnant one? They've all kind of done the deed around the same time. But yeah, so when Phoebe goes, or or her name is Lily. Oh yeah, her name's Lily. It's going to be really tough for me to not call her Phoebe Cates. I know I have Phoebe in my notes a lot, but they so much call her Lily that I couldn't. Not that's all right. So um, Lily goes to um, to Angela Lansbury, who I don't remember her name in it. She's the auntie something, but she is basically like, "Why? Why did you keep paying money? Why did you send money to this to me? Why were you sending money?" And 
Angela Lansbury is kind of like, I sent it to the baby. <laughs> I sent it to the child. I sent it to the baby. And, and then the <laughs> baby's parents were dead and the baby was dead. What are <laughs> you talking died. about? I do not, I do not know I do not know is. the baby. You are not the baby. The baby was a baby. <laughs> but she's, she's basically like, no, the baby's not dead. I'm like, it's like screaming at her. Like, what if the baby lived? And again, is this when Angela Lansbury keeps going, the child is dead. The child is dead. And basically then she dies. You watch the glass spill. Is that, that didn't so happen confused. yet, right? No, she doesn't die till she tells this whole story. Oh, right, right. Because she has to tell the backstory of all these girls. But when she oh, dies right. at the end of this, I was like, did Phoebe no. get to murder her? Well, that's what I was like, so was there convenient. some witchery in here? Is, is she also some sort of a like, did she put a hex on her when she walked in? Because yeah. she's determined to ruin the lives of the these women um, yes. once she finds I mean, them we don't out. really know that at this point. I mean, we know that she's upset because... Yes. But, but even at this point, we don't even know why she's looking for this lace person. Like, this is just a weird well, conversation she, that she... Like, at the beginning of this movie, we as the audience have no idea what's going on. We have no idea what they're talking about. No. But I kind of like that because I don't... Yeah. In a four-hour movie... I, you don't need to tell me all this up front. No, I'm gonna. I hope I find yeah. it out slowly over time. Yeah, I no. want to go to Switzerland. Let's go to Switzerland for a very long time. Yeah, let's see what they got going on there. Let's meet the fam. Well, so yeah, so Angela Lansbury basically tells her like, well, like there's not just one, there's three of them. Right. Yes. So, and I don't know which of the three. And then we oh, we get a little flashback. The, 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 Gauzy, like Vaseline flashbacks in this uh -huh. are so great because it's yeah. just that right amount of cheese where you're like, oh, yeah, they used to do this all the time. Yep, yep. To let us know, like, we're not in present day anymore. Right. We've gone to some other timeline. Yep. And the timeline we're in is, like you said, it's like the 60s, right? Or is it the late 50s, maybe, when they're in school? I mean, Phoebe Cates reveals that she was born in 1960. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, oh, that's I guess, right. I guess then present day would be what eighty three, eighty four. So you know she's a she's a woman in her early twenties. Yes. Um, we're thrown into the movie that we're going to spend the majority of the time with. At yes, least in this, this part, part one. one. Mm -hmm. And this mm -hmm. is where we meet these three best friends. Mm -hmm. uh, there's the brunette. What's the brunette's name? Pagan. Oh yeah, Pagan. They call her Pagan. Yeah, I do I like think... how the one goes like, Pagan. Why do they call you Pagan? <laughs> And I think it's Maxine goes, because she's a pagan. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. So we do have pagan. Uh, we have mm -hmm. Maxine, who we talked about, who's the trashy looking one, let's say. Because mm -hmm. I don't like, you cannot have two blondes in your, you have three women. And I understand there has been a problem with diversity in film and TV for a very long time. And it was yeah. not solved in 1984. But can't we get a redhead or something? You know? Well, I agree. It would have been nice if they, if you could yeah. have. But I see what they did they so because the third, the second blonde is the American. Yeah. So that's the difference. And she's from Ohio. She also is. I don't know the actress's name, but she is the mom, Angela's mom from My So-Called Life. Sometimes she reminds me of Sandy Duncan a little bit. She has but, a little bit of Sandy yeah. Duncan in her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But she's not. Um, I also think they made a huge mistake, not to jump too far ahead, but I think they made a huge mistake with Pagan in this movie, uh, giving her that short haircut when she's younger. Because 
when we meet them when they're older, they all look different enough because of what they do with their hair. She looks exactly the yeah, same. Yeah, like, I know. I know. Give her some extensions when she's younger or something. Like it doesn't right. need to be dramatic, but shoulder length hair or something. So when she's got that older, more mature woman cut, it doesn't look like because I was kind of impressed because both Maxine and what's her face, the other one, Judy. Um, you could tell they looked different. Like they, like they looked different. They felt different. They right. Felt they a little felt bit older. like they were more mature. Yeah. And then we went they... to London with Pagan, and I was like, oh no, she looks exactly the same. Like nothing. No, but she. I don't want to give too much away. But in part two, maybe that will feel better for you. What are you doing? You need to stop this <laughs> sorry, right now. Sorry, I'm sorry. That's the only <laughs> time I'll do it. This is horrible. Okay, right. sorry. So we notice that these three are fast friends. They're all roommates at this yep. school. Mm-hmm. And we get... It's a very strict boarding school. Yeah. It's, there's, which I guess boarding schools are oh. strict, right? There's not, I don't know a boarding school that's necessarily um, loosey-goosey, but there's no smoking, no cosmetic, no provocative magazines. It's run by a male headmaster. Like you said, these girls are fast friends, and they're all—they're a little rebellious. All three of them are. You couldn't say one was more so than the other, um, because each of them have this sort of right. badass streak in them, and they yeah. encourage oh, it within each other. Yeah, they're stealing cigarettes and mm-hmm. reading trashy. They're reading trashy stuff, but it's trashy stuff that the one is writing. That took me a little while to figure that out. Yeah, so Judy is, because the magazines are banned, trashy magazines and books are banned from, I'm guessing that's why. Yeah. Um, Judy is a bit of a pr- prolific writer. Sure. So she writes these little love stories, these uh, <laughs> provocative romance stories, I guess you could say. And she reads them to the girls. And they, they she, the stories are about a Lucinda Lace. <laughs> Yes, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. love that. I love that that the stories, these trashy stories, are about Lucinda Lace. Right now, also with this, you said that there's a headmaster. The only other two people who really are anything at this boarding school, well, okay, there's a third guy. We'll talk about him later. Oh, oh yeah, that shady mofo. That right? reveal was. Wild, if I can that, say. So. I wasn't sure why we were getting into that little yep. side story there, but then I saw why. You know, I mean, like what the outcome of that was. Sure, I'm sure, that's an outcome-ish. But yeah, yeah. No, I, I just. All right, we'll get into that. But there are two other girls. One girl has no lines and basically doesn't do anything. She just stands there. She's kind of like right. the toady for this other girl. I'm, oh, the chubby German I'm, girl? Yeah, a bit overweight, and her German accent is also crazy. I uh-huh. don't think they hired some native German-speaking actress for this part either. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Yeah, but she she constantly like has it in for these girls. You know, We can tell they don't get along when they get cigarettes sent to them. Um, yeah, and some sort of care package. Yeah. The girl threatens to turn them in or something like that if they don't share. But no, nobody's going to turn on each other. These girls are awesome. This chubby girl can't break them up. Uh Uh-uh. No. They have a sweet, tight bond. Yes. They have a a little, they have a couple things like, you know, that besties have. They have, they give each other thumbs up when things like at the dance and even later on in the movie, they thumbs up is a good thing. And they say through thick and thin, and then they say it again through sick and sin. Yes. Because Maxine has such a terrible accent. The thumbs up were something. That was a little bit odd. 
the awkward thumbs up at the dances. Yeah, the thumbs up at the dances was weird. I agree. I agree. So let's get into what these girls are really interested in, which is hot dudes, of course. Yeah, and this... He kind of gets spun around with their hot dude. Like, I mean, the first two guys are kind of interchangeable, you know, random white dudes. One is a hockey player. Right. Maxine right. Maxine's. Is, yeah. Maxine's in yeah. his hockey player. They go and they watch, I don't know, hockey practice or something. They're like, yeah, it was just practice. It wasn't a game. Right. And I love it. She's like, look at him. Isn't he so handsome? But he's the goalie. So he can't see his face. I have never he, in yeah. my life. In any hockey movie, in anything, has that ever come up? The, the, the leading man in any hockey movie is never the goalie. The goalie uh-uh. isn't the one where she's like, he is so hot and sexy. Look at him <laughs> stopping the shot with the big pads on and everything. I was like, what? That It's that guy. You're talking about the goalie. I yeah. couldn't even believe it. But yeah, then uh, after the practice, he's like, hey, we got to be alone or something. My coach is, I like how he's like, my coach is going out of town, which like he couldn't just get away even if his coach was there. Well, because these girls, I will say that these girls who are in a very strict boarding school get away from boarding school quite a lot. They get to take a lot of outings. I think we see them in one class at one time in this movie. Oh, they're always all over the place. I love it when they're just randomly posing for pictures on top mm-hmm. of a horse and a buggy. Yeah, like, where'd they get the horse and buggy? What's happening? How did this, I know, when did this outing get approved? Yeah. Well, so first, the first outing is, like you said, they all three of them go to the hockey practice to see mm-hmm. the hockey boyfriend. Then the next thing we know, we're out at an outdoor restaurant and they spot like a banker. It and is, they, they <laughs> stalk this guy to the outdoor restaurant. They're just standing outside the bank being like, look at that dude at the bank. He's so <laughs> fucking hot, man. And then they basically like know where he eats lunch. So they like hang out on this patio and wait for him to show up and then sit with him and everything like that. Yeah. They're very aggressive. Like there's very it, it's. It's kind of fun to see just how aggressive these girls are in, you know, as what, 17, 18 years old? They're little boy crazy teenagers. So they sit, they cozy, like you said, they stalk the banker and then they cozy up to him. I have a question because I just rattled off their ages, maybe to make it seem less gross that they're having sex with these guys who appear to be in their 30s. But later on, Lily, Phoebe Cates, confronts one of them and goes... I was pregnant when I was 16. Were you pregnant when you were 16? <laughs> Which then I was like, oh, maybe it. they're 16. I love it when she gets so like, oh, I was pregnant. When gets- she, like you said, you're right. And in her meeting with Angela Lansbury in the beginning, she's much more subdued. But when she starts to really get going, oh my goodness. Oh my God. It- when they're <laughs> at that fancy party and she's like, oh, let me tell you about the time I was a whore. Okay. <laughs> I guess this is great dinner conversation. Spin us a yarn, oh Phoebe Cates. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, let me tell you about my first pornographic film. <laughs> yes. Because I just want you to know, sex between one person doesn't make a lot of money. Person, or what is she, how does she say it? I don't know. It's in my notes when we get I don't there, know, I'll, but I'll... you're not using a bad French accent, so I didn't even know what character you were Oh, yeah, you didn't even there. know who I was there. <laughs> you thought I was Judy, because she's the yep. one with the American accent. Um, I was going to say, this banker, because we're kind of pairing these girls off now at this point. This banker's kind of totally into Judy. 
you know, he's got mm-hmm. his eye on her. Even though they're mm-hmm. all sitting around, they're all kind of like flirting with this guy. We can see that Maxine is with the hockey player. Judy's going to end up with this banker. And mm. now all we need is to pair. I always want to call her Raven. It's not Raven. Pagan. It's Pagan. We need to yes. pair her up with somebody. Right. We do look, <laughs> when they're talking to this banker, I was like, who is this grown adult man from Philly and what is he doing working with these young girls? It seems wildly inappropriate. Well, no, they come on to him strong. So he's like, oh, all right. Yeah. He's like, when in Rome, when in Switzerland, fine. Yeah. Now, for some reason, we get white guys dressed up as Middle Easterners (laughs) showing up into this movie. It's the prince. It's, and it's, it's a, just like, oh, did you hear the prince? Later when they're like, did you know that the prince is going to be at our high school dance? I was like, what are yeah, you talking about? I know. About? How does this prince get around? And I love his name, too. It's just Abu Dhabi. <laughs> Abu Dhabi. Like, they just it's, made it up. Yep, it's the most ill-defined, like, on <laughs> set. Like, we never named this character. I don't know. You know what? We'll put it in. And then later on, we'll re-record the dialogue anytime somebody says his name. And they just forgot to do that. <laughs> It is so weird. Well, he shows up at this hotel. I guess it's a hotel that's a part of where this where the banker's having lunch, right? Yes. Yeah. It seems um, to be the smallest Swiss town where a prince would show up to spend time for some reason. And again, we don't know what his business is here, nope. but he's here. And right away they leave. They they spot that him come in. Yes. And the three girls just leave the banker and off to go stalk this prince now they yeah. go right yep i think it's judy that's like oh i love their bathrobes that they wear <laughs> Yep. <laughs> just talking about them um it's very sweet it's times like that where you're like oh yeah these are just kids like it's yeah kind yeah, of fun yeah right so the prince and pagan kind of have lock sizes but then we're tra- then like you said they're they're on another outing where they're doing a photo shoot the three girls mm-hmm. with a horse and carriage and a camera and Silly Judy doesn't know not to take the reins or not to say hiya to the horses. Yeah, yeah. Silly Judy doesn't know a whole lot about dealing with animals. No. She's just like, oh, so I just like whip these reins around and yell, go, go, go. And, it's and cool. they're just going to like go? it. Right. That's right. crazy. So they do. The horses take off with Judy and Maxine in the carriage. Yep. And the whole time, Pagan is chasing <laughs> them. Yeah, like, pull the reins. And now, again, magically, the prince appears. He's the prince. He's not in his bathrobes. No, he's just, he's just dressed riding like his a normal horse. dude, mm-hmm. riding a horse. Comes up, he saves them. Does a little bit of flirting uh, with Pagan, just a little bit, not a whole lot. And not then like heavy, does the right. thing where he's like, "All right, ladies, I'm out of here." And then he rides away, but then stops, turns to look back, little lingering look. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then he rides off. And now you sort of see, all right, great, three girls. Three hunks. I totally got it. I know where we're going with this. I can't wait. And now everyone decides, everyone in this town, a middle-aged banker, a Saudi prince decide to go to this high school dance in Switzerland. Oh, wait, not yet. We're not at the dance yet. First, we have the hotel room. When Maxine goes to have sex. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. This is just when they're talking about the dance. They're just hearing about the dance and talking about it. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I know. Because they have these girls concoct a whole plan to get their friend laid, basically. Yeah. Because the hockey coach is gone. Mm -hmm. The girls rent a room at this hotel. 
for mm-hmm. her. And I did, like, again, these women who are probably in their early 30s in this movie playing teenagers, I really thought Maxine did a great job in this. How she, like, shows up in, like, the sexy lingerie and then is kind of embarrassed and then puts, like, sweaters on over top She powders of her face but then powders it too much. Yep. And she's all, like... Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I thought was this was so sweet. adorable. And it really mm-hmm. felt like it felt like something that Jennifer Grey would be doing in Dirty Dancing. Like I was mm-hmm. that's what this movie felt like to me at this point. And not just Dirty because Dan- of the dancing. OK. OK. But yeah, she the, the hockey player. Oh, we should note that when they're I think it's when they're renting the room. Mm-hmm. Again, that chubby, that menacing, chubby German girl from the boarding school is spying on them. She and is so she everywhere. Sees. She is. Everywhere Ubiquitous. they are, yes. But she waits. She bides her time until she yeah. decides to rat them out or whatever. Right. She's just collecting her information. Yeah. And this hockey goalie comes upstairs, and he's kind of kissy and aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's very timid, and I do like how she says, it's my first time. And he goes, I've been in this situation hundreds of times. Yeah, and she's like... Hundreds? And he's like, yeah, pretty much. Yes, no, his exact line is, well, close. I was like, oh, so you're not just lying. Like, I thought you were just bragging or something. No, you've been in this situation at least dozens of times. Right, right. Well, you play hockey, I guess. that's uh, Hey, um, listen, that goalie can't keep your eyes off him in a hockey game. No, not at all. All the action's taking place at the other end of the rink. He's just kind of standing there, and you can't, you know. Oof. How can you get your eyes off that guy? I like it, though, because like you said, they're very subtle with the... It's clearly a sex scene goes down, but it's a very subtle sex scene, and we know that something just happens. Next, now, um, we're back in the girls' room. Pagan and and Judy are like, okay, don't ask her about it. Let her bring it up. We're just yeah, going yeah, like, to yeah. play it cool. Right. Um, and when Maxine comes back, she doesn't say anything at first. No. And then they're like, come on, what's what was it? Mm-hmm. And you could tell she was a little, maybe not as impressed by it. Not as impressed, said, but no, that's not what she says. No, he was wonderful. She says, right? <clears throat> she does say, she's like, it was better than anything you're putting in your trashy novels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of a backhanded compliment, I guess. But they're super excited. They're like, great, that was fantastic, excellent. Tell us all the gory details. And she does, and, and they're super happy about it. Yeah, yeah. And this is when we're introduced to a character who will come back later. They walk outside past this limo driver. Oh, yeah. I think he's the headmaster's driver. It, it is weird because they make fun of him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like a gay joke or something like that. And then the camera holds on this guy. Like, With it's his creepy look. Yep. It's mm-hmm. crazy how long we just stare. He stares after these girls. And the camera, like, starts to turn and menacing music plays. Mm-hmm. And I was like... What? I've never seen this person. Oh no! Okay, we're we're back nope, onto something all. else. All right. Now we're we've oh, moved, we're back time? at the dance. Right, now we're it. getting ready for the dance, right? Yes. Just had to meet that creepo for a minute. And <laughs> who is to show up but the prince? Mm-hmm. And one of his, I guess, bodyguards. What would you call them? One of his servants. One of his entourage. Yeah, one of his entourage. I do like how this guy's back in the movie later. When she shows up at the palace later and he's like, do you remember me? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember you. I was like, oh, Of course that's I remember you. Yeah, of course I do. Okay. Well, they, he asks, he has one of his entourage ask her, ask um, 
Pagan to dance. And Pagan is a saucy, independent girl. Mm -hmm. She says, no, if he wants to ask me, he can ask Mm. me himself. And that's... Uh, No, she doesn't. She says, tell him to get stuffed. And the guy's like, I don't know what you're talking about. What does that mean? What is... I don't know. And she's like, What is the get stuffed? Rolls her eyes and has to explain to this guy. And then he goes over and talks to the prince. Right. And the whole time, Judy's just dancing with that uh, middle-aged banker. Just yeah. the whole time. So he's invited to the dance somehow. And now, he's interesting totally enough, the headmaster, the, the headmaster's watching the dance. He zooms on somebody with binoculars. Did you see that? How yep. he looked? But he's not curious at all about what the over what the prince is doing there. No. Or what the overaged banker is. This is his high school overaged dance, village. and he seems more concerned about a couple of sixteen year olds dancing than mm-hmm. a Saudi prince and a banker that are mm-hmm. hanging out with these kids. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. But the prince finally does sort of get up the nerve and ask her to mm-hmm. dance proper. Mm-hmm. And so they dance. And this yeah. is when the camera pulls back and we see the scope of this dance, which is just like 10 couples dancing. <laughs> There's like nobody here. It was kind of funny seeing that wide shot because they were able to hide the fact that they had no extras or anything until right. they moved back. Till we see like the, it's like party of nine. Uh, yep. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is because we're wondering like, oh, these girls are dancing with people. Um, oh, where's Maxine's date? Turns out. The hockey team must have had a game. And yeah. we know this because they run in in big bulky sweaters and yell, we won, yeah. we won, we won. And they have the flimsiest plastic <laughs> silver trophy I've ever seen. It's really funny. But now he can dance with Maxine. So Maxine's got a dancing partner. Right. There's This is where the awkward thumbs get thrown around like are you good i'm good yeah oh they're they're just giving each other thumbs up across the room all around well though now judy has disappeared right because while she was dancing with the banker he says to her at one point and they're having fun she's smiling and laughing he says to her you know why can't we ever be alone i just feel like we're just never alone yep and then judy disappears and the next thing we know i don't know where she is his room uh, i assume it's his room in that hotel Yeah. yeah. I don't think they rented she, another room just for her. No, no, you're right. You're right. But she's as happy as a clam. She's just got laid. It wasn't awkward for her. She seemed to no. enjoy it. She made quick work of it, shall mm-hmm. we say. Um, and she doesn't... So it's she... Quick work of it? <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't know about that. I don't know that the time is ever discussed. <laughs> well, I mean, like, she, she left the, the dance. And oh, right. The, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. There was yes. no awkward scene would, that we saw. Um, she does say that she tells him that she loves him. And his response is, I'm very fond of you. And <laughs> yeah. she has a very fun response. Like, oh, really? That's what you're going to say? You're very fond of me? And yep. then he basically is like, yeah, I have to. I'm leaving next week. And doesn't he have a wife? Doesn't he say that he's going to No, he doesn't. Like, It's even weirder than that because she's like, Oh, you're married. And he's like, no, I'm not married. That's crazy. I'm engaged. Oh, yes. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. It's kind of very close. Like, you didn't need to be so dismissive of the fact that you would think you're married. Yeah. But he, immediately after saying that, he goes, for what it's worth, I love you more than her. And I'm like, whoa, this poor woman who we have not met is just getting trashed all over the place uh-huh. by this guy. Uh-huh. I really kind of like this because Judy is kind of okay with it 
Judy doesn't, you know, she doesn't get mad at him. Mm -mm. She doesn't, like, Mm -hmm. throw stuff around. She doesn't run out crying. No. She's kind of like, all right, you know, one night stand, first time. Yeah, it kind of worked for her. Yeah. She's like, you know what? I think Lucinda Lace would agree with this. She does mention at one point, she's like, this is kind of going to help me write those books better. Yeah, yeah. She really does mention that. Uh So let's, this is the most interesting uh, of these three encounters, let's say, because yeah. technically she will have two encounters this evening. Um, well, maybe oh, even right. three, but uh, two with the same person. So she's back at this prince's palace. Yeah. Presidential suite. His suite. I think this is his suite, right? Because his palace yeah. is back in. <clears throat> right. Saudi no, I don't. Arabia I don't think he flew her. No. There. No. And this is when it's revealed. <laughs> I could not believe this, that he had. Um, basically, sex school when oh, he yeah. was young. Yeah. Two. I had to write it down. He had sex lessons two hours a day <laughs> for three weeks, and that that got me thinking. I was like, "That's not a terrible idea." I'm not saying that we need to change our sex education what? system, but just you know, like everybody would be pretty good at it then. If you if you are training and you are uh, sort of taught. I mean, maybe then it wouldn't be so great because everybody's at the level playing field then. But right. It's not a terrible idea. Well, and how idea. is it taught? Like, is it like books? Is it uh, videos? Or is he watching? Um, I would Lily? assume that it probably <laughs> starts films? with books, probably transitions to videos, and then I'm assuming there's a little bit of hands-on. Training I was going to say you got to do some real, um, you know, yeah. on-the-road practice, right? Yeah, Jamie, I'm, I'm thinking about um, applying for a job as my. Uh, superintendent of the local school district and that's going to be my pitch for how to change the curriculum (laughs) i don't know if that'll help with the interview process but i'm thinking about trying it i mean if it's a progressive school i don't see why not right let's give it a whirl (laughs) she's kind of blown away but also sort of shocked by all of this like their conversation is fun because Mm -hmm. he's into her she's into him but you know she's but she's salty strong-willed woman and Mm -hmm. And she doesn't like his sort of traditional ways, well, about, and, like like how he thinks of women or how he. Well, and he women. just thinks now that they're back. Even when she goes, he's like, "Do would you like to see my presidential suite?" And she's like, "You've seen one, you've seen them all." And then, like you said, he's he's kind of saying about all these lessons that he's gotten that he's very very proficient. And she's like, that is not how you ask a lady. Just like this is not how you come on to a woman. No, no, no. And and that's the thing. It's not romantic at all enough for her. Right. And uh and she's she basically says something. She's like, well I learned a lot from Deborah Carr and Doris Day and screw you dude. And the Bronte sisters. Yeah. Yes. And she, and she yeah. really does just Yeah, leave. and and he's in shock. He's he literally says, Like, wait, are you denying me? And she's like, Yeah, I am. My name's Pagan. Maybe you didn't pay attention. Yeah, Maybe you, you haven't seen this haircut of mine. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not like my friends. Bye bye. And she really does. She runs out into the dark evening, mm-hmm. and it's like she suddenly realizes, oh, I'm really far from school. I don't know where this dance was, but she's really far from school. Well, they school, took a but- bus, because when they were getting ready for the dance, all of a sudden you hear like this big honking, like honk, yes. honk, like a truck <laughs> takes them to the dance. But yeah. they, I think yeah, they it sounds get- like a big tugboat yeah. <laughs> takes them to their dance. <laughs> but luckily, 
Oh, oh. Uh, it just it so luckily? happens that the that the weird, creepy driver at their school just happens to come by. Right. Sees her on the street and she's like, oh, creepy driver that I just made fun of. What, three hours before this? Right. Thank God you're here. Let's go back. To I school. need a lift back to the school. He needs to stop at his house real quick. I just have to. Yeah, uh, right away. He's she's like, where wait, where are we going? And he's like, I have to stop home. It might take a uh, minute. Did, oh, my God. This turns into like some weird horror film this, for just a, this gets just a, a little weird. In this, movie. this gets a little weird. So he, she, this she doesn't want to go in. This is a little weird, right? She doesn't want to go in, but she hesitatingly does. And he's pouring himself a drink. Insists that she drink. She's like, I don't drink. I don't want it. He's like, Well, we're not leaving unless you drink it. And she's like, Just. She keeps saying, Just take me back to school. And like you said, you can feel it. You can feel some sort of yes. ugliness that's about to go down. Yeah, because he's very much like, so you and your friends think it's so funny to make fun of me. I don't know what accent he's got, but I'm pretending it's this one. And she's like, oh, shut up. We weren't really making fun of you. It was just dumb stuff. Don't worry about That's it. That's how we are, really, yeah. Yeah, he really does force her to drink. And she like takes a little sip, and he's like, no, you got to drink it all down. Just like gulp, gulp, gulp. And he like makes her drink this. And she, like her vision starts Yeah, she gets blurry. dizzy, and basically she she passes out. And it's a weird thing because I was like, did he drug her or was she just not ready for this amount of booze? Because it appears that she wakes up two and a half minutes later. Like, it's not like any sexual assault has happened. Well, no, but it's curious because she wakes up and she's laying on the bed. Right. Yes. And is her yes. dress ripped or no? She, he rips it, right? He rips it later when he attacks right. her. So it's almost like he drugged her just enough to make her a little woozy and now he's like, oh, good, you're awake. I didn't want to rape you while you were sleeping. Right, right. Like, that's pretty much sort of his M.O., I guess. Because he shows her all these pictures, all these mm-hmm. sex photos mm-hmm. with other... And we learn more about this later because I was really confused by this. Such a scandal, yeah. He shows her all these photos. And he's like, remember that girl that went missing? Not missing because it's just like... No, she got expelled, like right? Yeah, it's not like he's murdering people, but Mm-mm. certain girls get expelled mm-hmm. or they transfer to different schools and all of that. And he's got pictures of all these girls. Mm-hmm. So that's when he's like, we'll take some pictures of our own. Let me just Yeah, he's like, this will be this fun. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I like that you've adopted that accent for this guy, too. It's great. <laughs> she is able to get away. She's mm-hmm. able to, like, you know, push him over or something. He's got so many skis in this place, too. Those yeah, that's right. falling over. Switzerland, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But she runs away, and she runs back to the prince. Mm-hmm. And isn't, like, hey, a guy who works at my school drugged and tried to rape no, me. No, it's just, it's like... Just, <laughs> it's just, like, you know what? You're better than that other guy. Just... So let's do this let's, thing. Yeah, she's like, I missed my bus, and the other option was creepy. So, so now, now we know that all three of our girls have had sex, right? Don't forget, audience. Angela Lansbury is telling this story oh, right. to Phoebe Gates, where she's like, also there was this creepy limo driver who would like <laughs> rape girls. Like there was this girl, and she was transferred to another school. One was expelled. Like, Angela Lansbury, you have the entire backstory. It's amazing. Remember the time they got cigarettes? I wow, do wish we had a little more why? voiceover of Angela Lansbury going, and then she went with the prince because she didn't want to go with the creepy raper, you know. 
<laughs> you know how way. it is. There was this uh, chubby girl. This chubby girl. She was very mean. One so nosy. Cigarettes. Why is the chubby girl so nosy? She's all up in their business. It's not this, nice. this chubby girl had the French. She didn't say anything. It was like the director did not want to pay her for dialogue. But she's in every scene. <laughs> and maybe Casey's just pointing at her watch. Come on, let's get to the point here, Angela. Yeah, I've got, I've got to get, I got to get on with it. Yeah, I got movies to make or whatever I do. I got salacious interviews to give. <laughs> I, I just stopped by to see who my mom was. I don't need all these details. <laughs> I don't care that they were on a horse buggy for a while. Yeah, that they had a photo shoot. <laughs> well, now they have. Now they're in. What a beautiful background! There. Oh my God! It's like the sound of music. Yes. They are like on a mountain landscape with like, I don't think there are waterfalls, but it practically is like magical waterfalls and snow-capped mountains and hills and just beauty it's all around them. gorgeous. And they're having a pretty heavy conversation about abortion, basically. Um, can, and- can I say right now, um, one of the girls says uh, a line right now, and I totally agree. When oh. I forget who says it, but one of them goes... Stop saying preggers. Oh. And I agree. I hate that. Preggers. <laughs> I don't like that word. And the other girl goes, well, it's better than pregnant. And I was like, no, it's not. Preggers is weird and gross. <laughs> I think it's Maxine that says stop saying preggers, but I can't. don't quote me on it. I want to talk about their like crazy, crazy progressive discussion. Yeah, it's really great. This. They have a and again, on this beautiful hillside, they talk about how it's a women's choice and women's body and and because at the time now it's not legal and they know that they have to go to some shady side you know side alley back alley doctor side alley or back alley doctor to get it done and they wish it would be legal just everywhere because it'd be yeah it's a great very like said very progressive conversation they have but you don't know which one of them is pregnant you don't know if it's one of exactly. them or all of them or... or mm-hmm. It is Pagan who's like, what right does society have? A society run by men? Yeah. May I remind you yeah. have to tell a woman what she can do with her body? And I was like, oh, we've been having these discussions since 1960. I like, know. We're still talking about I this. And it's so there's also another part where it's early on when they're sitting um, just eating or drinking or something. Um, Pagan starts talking, and I think it's Maxine's like, oh, stop talking about socialized medicine again. And I was like, what am I watching right yeah. now? It yeah. sounds like I'm just watching CNN the movie sometimes. Yeah, they have some pretty like interesting, very feminist conversations. Yeah. Very fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Very fun. They're very sassy girls. Ladies, I should say. Right. Um, wow. Well, yeah. Gals. Girl. Let's call them girls. I know they're in their 30s, but they're playing 16-year-olds. Okay, at this point, um, yeah. They decide to go to the local OBGYN. Yes. Who's in uh, like an adorable little like cottage, like yeah, cobblestone like a little village cottage yeah. at the edge uh-huh. of town. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, well, we'll say this once again because it comes out later. Chubby Girl again is mm. eye spying on them. Yep. And sees, sees that they them go. walking in. Mm-hmm. And this is when, in my notes, I wrote, wait, they're all pregnant? Because they take this appointment as though they are one. Yeah. And this doctor's really funny because he does say to them, he's like, all right, well, uh, which one of you is pregnant? And the, they look at each other and the one girl goes, it's one of us. 
But it could have been all of us. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, this all makes sense. It's like a big old riddle, yeah. Yeah. And they go and they, in with the name uh, yeah. Lucinda Lace. Or, or, uh, oh, my God. Yeah. They don't yeah. go... Because even when they when the um, when the secretary or whatever, the, the doctor's assistant nurse yes. comes in, she says, oh, wait till you get a load of this next client you've got. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, because the doctor's even like, what? whatever you're saying, who cares? Just send her in. And, of course, three girls walk in. Right. It's really funny, too, because it's almost like a bit of time passes. And suddenly, like you said, they're discussing names. Like, they're yeah. like, so uh, adoption or foster parents. And, and uh, you know what? We're going to take this kid back, like, when we're grown up and we got our shit together. Yeah. So if you could find somebody, I'm like, you're putting a lot on this doctor. Yeah. This very old doctor to find you someone who's willing to raise your child until you're ready to take the yeah, kid that's, back. Yeah, that's the, like you said, they want ideal terms. They want to be able to be in touch with them the whole time. They want contact. They want to know what the baby's up to. And they just need a little bit of time to get on their feet. One of them. Whichever one gets on their feet first will take in the baby. And um, like you said, they even tell the doctor, like, and we also need her to be in a, a good family, so we want to make sure they're good people who she gets sent to. And he does. He takes them for a tour. He does tell them. When does he do the tour? Does he do it yet? Not yet. No, um, not yet, but I love that little yeah. <laughs> I love that little tour where they're stalking those people. Where they're stalking the family, and they're like, uh-huh, she seems like a sturdy work woman. Yeah, he seems like a friendly. And then that's when the doctor's like, and it's going to cost you a little extra because I have yeah. a doctor's fee and now a finder's fee and now keep in touch with <laughs> This yeah. is more legwork than I've ever done in my yeah, life. For yeah, any, for any delivery that I've ever done. Yeah, but yeah, right. again, at the end of this doctor's appointment, <clears throat> The doc. Oh, he does make note too to them that because of the timing of the pregnancy, whoever is pregnant will not show until after graduation. So very convenient. Yeah, great. Mm -hmm. Let's let's not forget. And you just reminded us these girls are at school, but yeah. we are reminded because suddenly their headmaster needs oh, to see the three all of three them of them office. called into the office because a certain little chubby German may have ratted them out because of all this information he's been given. He is convinced that it's Maxine who's right. pregnant right. because remember the German saw her go into the hotel room right. with this right. hockey player, blah, blah, blah. They're like, no, we're not going to tell you who blah, blah, blah. We look out for each other. You big jerk, blah, blah. Who so cares? sick and sin. Yeah. And that's kind of where this ends but then I guess we get some conversation behind the scenes with these girls where Pagan says, hey, that limo driver, super creep. First, but, he threatens. Oh, yeah. No, it doesn't just end. He's trying to, the headmaster mm -hmm. says that it's Maxine and then says he's going to expel Maxine unless, because oh, yes. he like brought, he says unless she can get her family to donate more money to the school, then he won't. So now that that's happening, that's when then Pagan is like, oh, yeah? Well, we'll fight fire with fire. Like, right. if they think, and, and poor Maxine is like, should I tell them to donate more money? What should I do? <laughs> I don't want to. And they're like, no, 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 no. Um, we need that money for our unborn baby. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, Maxine? exactly. I got a better plan. Maxine, are you good at flirting? Why did I even ask you that? Of course you are. <laughs> like, so the plan then is for Maxine to flirt with this driver and basically like rip shit out of his car. Yeah, so basically rip his cables inside. out of his car, yeah. 
while the other two look for the salacious photos. Mm-hmm. That involve the headmaster. That involve the headmaster. Like, that... I was like, wait, what photos was he showing her? Were there photos of him with the girls? When did he say these were like everybody? But yeah. Just a mix of all of them. Right. Maybe he showed her a photo of the headmaster and the driver. In a compromised situation with the lady, with one of the girls. Oh, or even without one of the girls. Oh, yeah. Maybe together. I don't know. Something, something saucy. The girls have these pictures now. Right. Yes. And they bring it to the headmaster. And the I first picture. I love this. It's so great. He, rip, he rips up the first picture and she's like, oh, don't worry. I have plenty more. The deal that they make with this guy is great because I like how he goes, fine, no one's expelled. And they're, they seem okay with these terms, but he sits down and goes, what else do you want? Yeah. <laughs> that kind of gets them thinking. And I love how they're like, uh, we all graduate with straight A's, and we no longer have to take gym class. Yeah, I like the gym class, and because of our condition, also no gym class. None of us is expelled. So we all graduate straight A's. Oh, and no yep. gym class. And he's it's just super like, awesome. He's like, all right, my yeah. hands are tied. All right. Fine. Fine. As long as those pictures never see the light of yep. day. Yep. Okay. Deal, dude. This is when... Um, we take the tour of oh, the Oh, when parents. the doctor takes us, yeah. Yes. To and kind we of just take... see this nice older couple, like, working a farm. Yeah, yeah, hard working. Yeah, so, but but it's, again, this is where they find out now this is going to cost them because mm-hmm. yeah. they want to make this arrangement with the parents. They want to be in touch. They want, they also, they decide that they want to be able to send her money, the, the baby money monthly. Yes. So they have these, like, but then they look at each other and they're like, but how are we going to afford all of this? Yes. And so conveniently. Can I ask you a question? Because I don't know, because now Angela Lansbury's back, but she's a younger version of herself. Right. Because she's meeting with the three of them. Why? Well, because she is Maxine's rich aunt. Oh, that's, I didn't even know there was a relation. Like, I must have just missed that little bit of dialogue there. Yeah. And I did not understand what was going on. Okay. Yeah. Maxine has this rich aunt that she's like, well, I do have one place that we might be able to get the money. She is hilarious. Because she's basically sitting with these girls being like, I know babies are a fucking oh, guy. Oh, Babies are the worst. <laughs> It's really she says, funny. She goes, oh, yes, I do not like babies. They cry a lot. <laughs> Crying is not my favorite sound. Oh, yes. Oh, we're, I do we're not like babies. The baby. They're yeah. terrible babies. Babies are awful. I understand. I totally get it. You don't want to have a baby. I don't like a baby. I don't have babies. No, I have many men, <laughs> but not babies. And they're like, they basically are like, she says, so which one of you have the problem? And they won't. They say, we're not saying, we, we won't tell yeah. you. And she's like, okay, girls, <laughs> that is fine. It's like Angela Lansbury. It's like they took that old age makeup off of her and it just gave her more Extra freedom sass. to chew Extra more sass. It was amazing. She is amazing. And then later when oh. she's there at the dinner party thing, when the, ba- yeah. So it no. is, uh, yeah, it really is like, babies, babies are terrible. The, the babies are the, the babies, the awful. You know what? Oh, you're not going to tell me who's who. I love it. I, I love it. I love a scandal. Don't shh, tell me secrets. I love the scandal. I don't even want to know now. No. Don't tell me. I love you girls. are so close and tight. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's wonderful. They, they do say when they're like, they're like, 
okay, so we need you to like pay the doctor and then pay the adoption fee. And then, oh, we also need you to pay monthly. We want to like kick in a monthly thing. And she's like, that girls, I am not made of money. But you know what? I will put the bite on one of my ex-husbands for the money. <laughs> one of my four ex-husbands. Those guys are jerks. I will do it. So she is going to pay a monthly for the rest of this kid's life or until they can retrieve the kid. She's going to pay this family monthly and she's paying all of their doctor's fees. Mm -hmm. No questions asked. It's not even her niece. It could be one of her niece's friends. Let me tell you. Let me tell you this. And maybe it would be different if I were French. I consider myself to be a superb auntie. Like a really, I'm the cool aunt. Okay. I don't know that I could do this, that I could support if my nieces <laughs> came to me with two of her friends and was like, one of us is pregnant and we'd like you to foot the bill. I don't know that I'd be this cool about it. Maybe, mm. maybe if I had a French accent. Or maybe that's what I should do. I would make me be cooler if I had yeah. a fresh accent. Uh, yeah, we don't know. Listen, maybe it's in Lace 2 and it's just all about Angela Lansbury's backstory, but we don't know where she came from. We don't know what her no. deal is. So, you know, I, I totally no, get it. Just for the wrap-up of that is, and yeah. it's just to put a neat little bow on it, it's also agreed that after graduation the girls will go to this village or at least the pregnant one will go away to a village right. to basically yes. have the baby in, in a way. Okay, yes. now, now. Go have your baby. Yes, because Miss Lace shows up, Lucinda Lace shows up at the OBGYN. That's what we see. We see somebody walk in, but we don't see who it is or right. anything like that. I think we just see Lace gloves because <laughs> why not? Of course we do. <laughs> and, and, and it really does like... This interaction between the two of them really is just Angela Lansbury being like, Sophie Bicketts, I don't know. I don't know who the mother is of the baby. I thought you were dead. I don't know. I don't know. The child is case, dead. The child was killed. The child was killed. Phoebe Cates is so goddamn angry. Like she is so upset about this. She doesn't she she's not having it. And now I don't know if she's Russian or French or Yugoslavian. Uh -huh. I don't know what accent Phoebe Cates is doing. No, we didn't know from the start. When she t starts talking more later, I was it was it gets even more impossible to understand what she's yeah. doing. Yeah. But this is when for some reason like Angela Lansbury just dies reaching for wine. Well, it really is like Phoebe Cates is like Fuck you. I hope you die, old lady. And then she walks away and Angela Lansbury like convulses and reaches for wine and spills. Well, that's why you're, I wasn't sure. I'm like, is, is, does Phoebe Cates, does Lily have some sort of like witchery in her? What does she know how <laughs> oh to do? Oh my God. If Be this movie turned into gets, a witch movie. <laughs> right? She gets, she is like you said, so angry and. And Angela Lansbury keeps just insisting before she dies. Her big thing is like, the baby is dead. The child is right. dead. Yes. It was killed. It was killed. Uh, Lily or Phoebe is like, no, I was forgotten. And they forgot yeah. me. They didn't come for me. This is me just <laughs> doing a terrible accent. <laughs> it's so bizarre. Because <laughs> that's when I was like, well, wait, Phoebe Cates, who told you that somebody was going to come for you? Are those... Like, her foster parents must have been pretty bad where they were like, hey, um, Phoebe Cates, listen, uh, you're not ours. I just want to put that out there. Listen, I understand you're two years old. You but this was supposed to be happening. part of the arrangement, if you remember. Right. Because they I know. wanted her to but be But you could touch. probably, I don't know. But anyway, I just, I thought it was hilarious. And I really did need a line at the end of this 
from Phoebe Cates, like as she's walking out, being like, "And by the way, I poisoned your wine so that I could get them all together for your funeral." <laughs> Because that's 100% what happens. I poisoned like, your wife. I poisoned your wife. I'm just like that rampy limo driver now. <laughs> but that's what happens. Yeah. Like, it is super awesome. Yeah. Because now it's Angela Lansbury's funeral. Yeah. Again, I thought, okay, part one's wrapping up. It's it's wrapping up. We get a funeral, whatever. Mm-hmm. And she sees all of her potential mothers mm-hmm. and then uh, these other dudes that don't really mean anything because they're not dudes that we really met earlier in the story. Right. We don't know. Right. And then she gets into <laughs> she gets into like this car that has blinds in the back. Like <laughs> a thing I think I only ever saw in uh, on the waterfront. <laughs> and she, I think it's so hilarious. And she's like, I'm going to kill these ladies. I'm going to make their lives yeah. live in hell. It's going to be the best. Yeah, she's now it's time to make them suffer. Uh-huh. They will all suffer. But the three of them, we should say this, so the three of them are sort of reunited, these three friends, at the funeral, but it's clear that they don't talk to each other. And no, no, no. Phoebe it's, Cates it's... has, like, a private investigator that's with her that's right. been helping her kind of get information on, on everybody, on Angela Lansbury, on these three women. He, I think he does do a little, like, over-narration of, like... Um, like who everybody is and who they're with and that they, they really don't talk. So they don't, they don't even say goodbye to each other or hug each other. Yeah. It's, it's weird narration. Cause I know he's doing it for Phoebe Kate's benefit, but I'm watching this going, I just saw these ladies. They don't look any yeah. different. Like you don't need to tell me who's who. I know that that's Maxine. She pulled her hair back now. Right. Fine. Whatever. So now a reporter shows up to a party boat. Like I, at this moment, I had to stop this because I was like, I think I just started part two. Like, maybe they didn't Did fit. it somehow switch into yeah. the disc? Yeah, like, yeah. Maybe they just, like, put some of part two onto the first disc. I really had to look online to find out that, no, this is still part one because it feels – it is such an abrupt shift from the movie that right. we were just in. Phoebe Cates appears to live on a party boat or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she has summoned the – Writer, the publisher, Judy, the publisher of the wildly popular magazine Lace. Yes, yes. (laughs) To do an interview with her. And so she's like, great, spill the tea, Phoebe Cates. And Phoebe Cates starts by going like, I was pregnant when I was 16. (laughs) Were you pregnant when you were 16? And she's so angry. Like, she's delivering this interview in the angriest way possible. She is enraged. Reporter that she, quote unquote, has never met and has no ties to. Well, she does. She Her little uh, private investigator guy gives her the story that the magazine is sort of not doing so great. And so she knows, I think she even says to Judy, like, you need my interview for your yes. story to stay afloat. That's why you're here, aren't you? La, 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 la. Like you said, she's so angry with her. It gets in her it's face. It's angry. It's trashy. It's overacting. I like it when she stands next to photos of her that she has on yeah. the wall of this boat. She smokes a cigarette, of course. She's smoking her cigarette, I think, before she comes and while she's there. So now we get a flashback. Now we get a flashback. Now we're going back to like 
I'm going to say 19... <clears throat> what would it be 1976 if she's 16 years old? And look at you doing there that math that That's quick. That's math yeah. I can do. There you have it. So she's at a cafe with her boyfriend, and she says that she's... She, you know, your first boyfriend, you are so in love, and you think it will never end. And she basically tells the boyfriend she's pregnant, and he just leaves her at the cafe. Yeah. And... <laughs> The way he leaves, it's just, it's so funny because it's like, well, if I keep backing away from this, I don't think it's going to be my kid. I got to start running now. Like, it really is like, it's almost as though she's like, I have no idea where that guy lives. I yeah. have no idea yeah, how, I'm never gonna find how him to again. get in touch with him from now. Well, he's just left me here with this cup of yeah. coffee. Um, yeah. So he leaves her at this cafe. And is this... Oh, no, she goes to a hotel, right, or some sort of boarding home. Yeah. Uh, this is when she goes to the hotel, and she wants an abortion, but the lady there kind of talks her into becoming a model instead. Well, because she, she needs money for the abortion. Well, right, she needs exactly. money for all yes. of it, the hotel, the abortion. And she's like, if you need fast money, there's this guy. He takes pictures. You can go take pictures with him. And yeah, then that's very, a weird like, scene. They're very, like... <laughs> The way it, sh it is shot in such a weird way. Like, it's shot like a montage in 90210 or Saved by the Bell or something would be shot. Like, if if Kelly had to do, like, a slight oh, photo yeah, shoot yeah. on Saved by the Bell and it was such a big deal. Like, it would be shot like this, like, weird, grainy, high angles. Yes. And it's all over the place. And she's looking at the camera but very unsure. At one point, she's just there with no shirt on, just covering herself, just... Like kneeling on the floor, looking around, so yeah. scared. But the guy's like, "This is great. You're doing a fantastic yeah. job." Yeah, yeah. So he sna he snaps all these pictures of her. She does get angry with him afterwards. She's like, "No, you said 200 francs," and he's like, "Well, that's the look I wanted when we were taking pictures." But she this gives guy, him listen, I know he gets her into porn, and maybe that's his long game. Seems like a good guy because all she has to be like is, "You were supposed to give me that," and he's like, "Ah." I really wish he give, would have given me that energy in the photo shoot, but you know what? Deal's a deal. Here's Here you your go. money. We'll, yeah. we'll do it again yeah. next time. And she gets her abortion. We have a little abortion scene. A little medical scene, yeah, where she's just sweating a lot. And then that lady kicks her out of her apartment. Yeah, she goes back to go to the place she's staying, the hotel or whatever, and the woman's just tweezing her eyebrows and is like, yeah, I gave your room away. And she was like, well, and when she's leaving the, the procedure, the abortion, they're like, you're going to need to rest for like 24 hours. And if you're bleeding, you have to find a doctor. Call a doctor. You <laughs> yeah, got to go to a hospital immediately. Right. I'm out of here. We never met. I don't want to paint this guy in such a great light, but. She turns to, she goes back well, to the Well, she doesn't know where else like, to go. Stay here. She doesn't know where to go. She's just had the procedure. Well, right. She's yes. not doing well. This woman kicks her out and is like, I don't have a room for you anymore. She's like, but I'm sick. And the lady's yeah. like, not my problem. <laughs> not my problem. I gave you a room. I don't know. So I she kind I'm of, Russian. she kind of sickly stumbles into this guy and literally falls into his arms. He's doing a photo shoot with another girl who is later teaches Lily how to be a prostitute. But yeah. <laughs> a life skill we all need to learn. Everybody. I mean, if you're at some point when you're Lily Loveless or whatever her name is, you need to. Yep. Lily, yeah. Lily Love. I guarantee you that was her porn name. Lily Loveless. <laughs> this is the part of the story she tells. And then she goes, she's t retelling this rather to Judy on the boat. And then she goes, mm -hmm. I am tired. We need to stop. <laughs> 
<laughs> this interview is over. Yeah. Get out I, of here. I don't want this anymore. And then it's, I don't know who this boatmaster guy is, the guy that's running the boat. I don't know if she's sleeping with him or he's just being really kind to her or what. But he is trying to tell her, like, you are too, like, hell-bent on revenge with these women. Believe, take it from me. I have lived a full life, and I know that revenge isn't worth it, and this kind of anger and hostility that you're holding against these women or these people, it's, it's not going to serve you. And she's like, don't talk to me about that. I don't fucking care. This is my life, and I do what I want. And what are these pearls in the pocket? He's oh, got, she's like, playing with so many pearls. She's, like, putting them up to her face and talking through the pearls. But yeah. her response isn't even as thoughtful as you said. Her response is like, I am bored with your boat. I am bored with your friends. Yes. That's it. Okay, the end. And scene. She goes to, again, at this point in the movie, I'm like, how far into part two are we? Like, this is this is so different. I did not expect this. But now she goes to Maxine's house. We realized, too. Well, I guess we knew it before, too. Like, she is a legitimate, famous film star. She is She's some, a yes. star, yes. She's a star that, I guess, had some saucy, saucy beginnings. But, sure. yeah. And she gets to Maxine's house because Maxine, I'm not exactly sure what Maxine does. These three ladies are doing so well for themselves. If this movie is saying anything, it is foreign boarding schools, a good idea. Yeah. Charge up your, yeah, yeah. Maxine. Yeah, her her character isn't that well defined. No. We know she has a son. That seems to be the big deal. She has a son and a wealthy husband and she lives a very... In a beautiful home. Where she throws swanky parties where they all sit down to dinner. And Phoebe Cates is like, you want to hear a crazy story about the time I was a whore? Yeah, she says, I will start in 1979, the year I made money for making love. (laughs) And then she says. It's so great. Because I couldn't imagine what other conversations at this dinner party Like, what else do you talk about? And they're all on the edge of their seat, like, yeah, do tell. And she's like, because making, making, this is the line I tried to reference before. Making love in private is not as lucrative as making love on the camera. <laughs> and this is where Maxine should be like, um, should I excuse my teenage son from the uh, The teenage son like, is crazy. Is this get? Alexander is crazy. Am I right? I know a lot of the <laughs> actors. <laughs> he is. He's out of his mind. I didn't know he was an insane character until he blows up at his mom later and like, Runs away from home. Not just that. Even at this dinner table, he's like, yes, tell us the story. You are wonderful. (laughs) We want to know. Don't we, everyone? Like, all the lines he delivers, he shouts, basically. He's, like, so excited about everything. Like, I know that it's supposed to be, like, he's he's head over heels for her and knows her career. That's the other thing. He keeps saying how he knows her career. Later on when his mom comes in, he's like, get out of here! What are you doing? And and the next time we see him, he's like, you throw rats, didn't you? I'm running away! 
No. This guy is out of his mind. He talks, too, about how he... She's a great actress. I know all of her films. Meanwhile, she's just told everybody at the table that she does porno films, which means right. what's this kid watching? He also, but I guess this is a French thing or a foreign, the European thing, he is drinking wine at the dinner, and even afterwards, when the mom is looking for him, she sees the father outside smoking cigarettes with the other dude. She's like, have you seen Alexander? He's like, maybe he's sleeping off his wine headache. And she's <laughs> yeah. like... He's hmm. smashed. You heard how he was yelling at dinner? You <laughs> heard him shouting through dinner? <laughs> this is France. They give babies wine That's what France. I'm thinking. Like, it's because yeah, it's... it's, but it's so, so she does tell this story. Let's go back fast <laughs> to the story she tells about her first pornographic film. And... Um, it's awesome. It's all it's, these... It's, it's awesome. I can't... I can't even explain how I was not... <laughs> I was not prepared <laughs> for this scene. Like, first of all, she's taught how to be a prostitute by this woman, like, very quickly, right? We have that scene. Mm -hmm. Her modeling career and her prostitution has now morphed into porn. Yes. So we are now introduced to her wearing very little clothing. Mm -hmm. What she is wearing matches, pattern-wise, the stuffed tiger oh, yeah. that she's kneeling next oh, to yeah. on what appears to be a stage with plants all around her and she's got like red high-heeled shoes laying in front of her and then we see the other woman her friend is just like laying on the ground somewhere yeah i guess it's gonna be a threesome okay film yeah and and then there's this there's the guy who's like getting his hair ready and he says something like well, what's the plot of this movie? <laughs> and then you see the photographer like, what are you talking about, plot of this movie? Yeah. And even Phoebe Cates is laughing. The other woman's laughing. And the way this scene ends is the lighting and the sound guy oh, looking at each other. <laughs> it is so funny and straight. Like, yeah. I was not ready for that to be a flashback. I was not ready to see... Um, the making tiger striped of striped yeah, bra, no. like mm -hmm. it was so awesome, <laughs> and it just it like gave me the energy to keep going because I was like <laughs> at this point I was like I don't know I feel like I'm I feel like I'm a half hour into part two I don't know if I should stop watching right now and I saw that and I went okay let's keep going let's for see a where this is gonna longer. take us yes. let's see where this wild ride keeps on going yeah yeah, yeah. it's very it's. It's delightfully strange. And this is where another great line delivery, and I don't, I think I might be paraphrasing the first part of this, but I know the second half is right. She finishes her story and basically is like, so I was a porn star and I was a whore. Now let's go in the other room and have oh, some yeah. coffee. <laughs> yeah, she basically, yeah, says that. She's like, yes, and that was when I sold my body into the film world. And then they're like, all right, let's take... Well, it's Maxine that doesn't know how to, like, <laughs> cut it off. And she's like, um, let's go get coffee in the other room. Yeah? You want to? Okay, let's yep, do it. That sounds great. Let's yeah. uh, change the subject right. somehow. But this is where we find out, because Maxine's like, oh, where's my drunken yelling son? Yeah. I better go find him. Maybe I'll check Lily's room. Oh. And that's where she sees her son. Lily's on the bed. Her son's in the bathroom, you know, shirtless or whatever. And he mm -hmm. runs and it flies off the handle, <laughs> as we said. Uh -huh. And then it was so awesome because now we watch Phoebe Cates and Maxine have like a slap fight. Yeah, they just slap each it's other and awesome. wrestle each other on the bed. It's like really they just kind of toss each other down and toss each other around. And Maxine is basically like, you're out. 
in the morning. I'll, you could spend the night, but you need to leave in the morning. Yeah, the scene really does end with Maxine being like, you get the fuck out of here. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow. First thing like, in the morning. It, yeah, yeah. I mean, here. after I mean, breakfast, I don't be a bad once host. you have your coffee. Yeah, exactly. And Alexander, yeah. her her son, is like, you're just jealous, mom. That's the problem. <laughs> you're jealous of her. Do you know how creepy that is to tell your mom that she's jealous of the woman you're having sex with? Yeah. Like, Very Alexander, creepy. tone it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But now here's the other creepy thing. She doesn't know who her mother is. She doesn't know if Maxine's her mother. She could potentially be sleeping with her stepbrother. Yeah. Or her half-brother. It's her stepbrother. I could only imagine that was the plot of several films that she's made. So she uh, I guess she's like, whatever. This is who I am. So now let's, let's go to Lace Offices. And Jamie, the reason or the way I know that we're in Lace Offices is that they have the word lace in giant neon letters yeah. on the wall. It's the best room. way to find out where you're at. Right. It's yeah, it's really awesome because Judy's fighting with I don't know. I'm going to say her assistant editor slash husband. I don't know who this guy is, mm-hmm. um, but she's like, I don't know. She told me all this stuff. We should print it. And he's like, I don't know. Was she lying? Is she going to sue us? I don't know. It's a lot of like, I don't know what to do. And it really does end up being like, we got to print this story. We yeah. got to save yeah. our bag. This is, is going to save. This is going to save place. We got to do yep. it. Yeah. We're still not done. No. Now we have to go. We, we got to still all, see Pagan and how we gotta see they Pagan interact. And what's happening mm-hmm. with her. Also, Pagan um, turned out to be a drunk. Didn't see that coming either. Heavy drinking problem. Heavy drinking problem. Yeah. I I didn't need explanation, but when her husband's like, oh, I know what the problem is. They don't allow booze over there. I was <laughs> like, whoa, dude. And he doesn't even say like it's an insult. He's like, oh, yeah, this is a serious problem for you. Yeah. Like, you need booze everywhere you go. I understand. It's fine. It's part but of it. you can't have it in Saudi Arabia or wherever they are. Well, how does that come about? Oh well, she and her husband—they're—they're they're living in London, mm-hmm. in a let's call it a flat. I think that's what they would call it in London. That's good. Um, we don't find out for a while that they do cancer research or whatever they're yeah. raising money for. Mm-hmm. Like he has been invited, or they have been invited mm-hmm. to the palace by Prince Abba Baba Baba. By Prince Abba Dabba Do. <laughs> yeah, Abba Do invited them to this palace, and he's like, or or she goes. Oh, no, really? And you told him you couldn't go, right? He's like, I know I have that conflict, but guess what? That you could totally go. Yeah, yeah. but Dabba Doo was totally into just you coming. This is when I didn't understand how much or how little of, of her past her husband knows. Because she's... <laughs> she she has a... Yeah. And she basically throws a fit. She's like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. She spills booze all on this couch uh-huh. when she collapses on it. And this is why I was like, did she tell her husband about this at some point? Because his reaction to her not wanting to go is he goes, whatever your reason for not wanting to go, that was a long time right. ago. Right. Just go. So I'm like, oh, I guess she was probably pretty forthright with her husband at some point about this. Why does she not want to go unless she's the one that had the baby? Like, it seems like she's overreacting to maybe seeing a guy that she slept with once, you know, 20 plus years ago. It seems like an overreaction. It does seem but, a bit overreacting. Yeah. As I said before, and as you probably already know, we were in London. I guess the magazine's in New York. Now we're Don't know where that party boat was, Mm-mm. but we're all over the planet here because now we're at question mark Middle Eastern country. Yeah. 
And we're watching a kid do a dance with a horse. Oh, yeah. What is yeah. that all about? <laughs> I don't know. And, and I guess that's his son? Yeah, right? a little kid, yeah. I don't know. I thought that kid was piloting a helicopter at the end of this thing. <laughs> I was like, that seems very dangerous. Yeah. Don't do that. But now they're all going to sit down to a dinner. Sort of a Moroccan style. They all sit on the floor this, and the food's getting passed so around. Crazy. Talk about... Now, you thought the dinner conversation was weird. And it was. Strange <laughs> yes. before. Um, when it was the, the talk of the first porno she ever made. But now this is this is strange conversation, too. We get into, like, statistics and... and, and it's, even, it's even stranger early because we see her and she gets there and she goes to this palace and she sees all her old friends and everything like that. Oh yeah. The the guys old... dressed in robes mm-hmm. and she goes into his office and he's like, Oh, I'm so happy you're here. Oh, but also uh spoiler, Phoebe Cates is standing right over there. Oh, yeah. been listening to us the whole time. Look how and happy she like she walks is to be out here. of the yeah. shadows. Like, do you know me? I'm that famous porn actress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, like you said, they have dinner, but the dinner's weird too, because there's the prince, and then there's Phoebe Cates, and then there's Pagan, but then there's the prince's wife, and mm-hmm. she's there too. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's a whole thing where Pagan's trying to raise money for cancer research or something like that. Mm-hmm. And at every turn, Phoebe Cates is trying to undercut her point. Like, I like when Phoebe Cates is like, oh, is that the leading cause of death mm-hmm. in the world? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, oh, it's second? Behind right. heart disease. And she's like, also, people around here, they don't die of cancer. Uh, they starve to death. Yeah. So maybe you should be looking at something I think we have like bigger that. fish to fry here. Yeah, not so much that. Yeah, it's more of an American problem. Maybe we should be looking into how to solve the easier problem right. of just feeding people. Like, it's probably just a transportation issue. Maybe that's something we could solve. Mm-hmm. Finally, after all this, and I love how they just start laughing at one point. Phoebe Cates does make a joke or something, and the prince is laughing, oh, and Phoebe Cates is laughing. Because she says, I wrote it down, she says, Pagan's pissed. I say selfishness should begin at home. Not a joke. Sorry, did I say that that was a joke? Because it That's isn't. when she says that they <laughs> all get a back. huge kick out of it. That made me wonder why they were laughing. Yeah. But it all comes down to basically where the prince is like, you know what, I'm going to leave this up to my wife. What do you think we should do? Yeah. And the wife's like, well, we should give you a donation, but basically just a token donation. Like yeah. We don't want to give you a lot of money and make people think that we're ignoring other issues. So we're going to give you yeah. a small donation. Yeah. And then they fly off in their helicopter. Yeah, she's like, oh, bye, I'm leaving this movie now. <laughs> See ya. But now, very strongly, uh, Pagan confronts Lily and is like, why did you do that? Why did you sabotage? And she says, I know you're the one that convinced the prince to bring me here. So why did you convince him to bring me here and just, like, undercut me the way you did? And (laughs) Lily's first response is, the psychologist would explain it as I was, because I was, lots of my behaviors are because of being abandoned by my mother. (laughs) I was abandoned as a baby. My mother had me when she was 16. Maybe it's not something about this. (laughs) And I got to tell you, I love... We talked about how great Phoebe Cates looks in this movie. I love what she's wearing here. She looks like Madonna. She's wearing that like oh, thin yeah. black dress, but with like multiple metallic belts yeah, on yeah. it, <laughs> and, and like knee high black boots. She looks fantastic. It's a great look. I agree. Now, oh, <laughs> this is really funny too. She talks about it, after she talks about how she was abandoned by her mother. Mm-hmm. This is where the thirty second flashback happens. Oh, where of the it's point. just like. 
we're in a theater kind of watching the beginning of one of her porn movies, and then it dissolves away. <laughs> and then we're back to the two of them fighting again. And uh, yes, right. Hagen chases her down and is like, tell me again why you're doing this. And she says, yeah. because you were lovers and I soon will be his lover. <laughs> he, he is taking his wife away so he could spend the weekend with me. P.S. I want you gone. <laughs> right now, we don't know. No. The prince could be her father. Yes. Which means she's chasing after having sex with her father. Exactly. Mm -hmm. She knows all of this. Mm -hmm. She wants to destroy her mother's life. This is easy. The magazine seems like the tougher of the things. To manipulate, to really, yeah. I mean, I know it's her entire livelihood. So, okay, I guess. But it's not as weird and gross as sleeping with your stepbrother or your father. Right. So it seems like small potatoes, but whatever. I also like how this is when Pagan runs back to her room into Just the cries. warm embrace of booze. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she brought a flask with her. Into the it's pretty room. funny. I love it. Well, and this is when she cries, and, and Lily just listens to her in the courtyard crying. And kind of feels bad. You could see moments when Lily or Phoebe is sort of like, okay, I'm doing this. I'm really doing this. I did not see no, any didn't. of that I didn't at see all. it in like a real, like, like she really did feel bad. More like, a, okay, I'm, I'm really doing this. I'm really going to be this, this bitch. <laughs> well, now we get this weird. Holy, oh my God. This was such a jarring smash cut in this movie. Because it takes a minute to figure her out where filming a movie. Mm -hmm. Like she was. She so was we're we're in a village dressed. all of a sudden. We're in like an old, like we're in Yentl. Like we're in the village where yes. Yentl took place. It was place. like a turn of the century village, and I was like, "Have we stepped back in time again?" <laughs> yeah. And this is like Phoebe Cates' great great grandmother who just looks just like her. I know. I know I shouldn't be legitimately thinking that while watching but this. But you movie. don't know with this but movie I'm all the things happening. So many directions mm -hmm. at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, but no, we just see that she is filming a movie. Right. Alexander's Her, there. Yeah. Alexander in his oversized bomber jacket. He looks ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It's awesome he's it given her all kinds of advice on the scene he's like this is next time you have to play it more like this and again still shouting he is still shouting and he wants to go to new york with her and she's yeah. like no the biggest scene i will ever play is in new york and i you can't be a part of it it's great uh -huh. now we see all three of her potential mothers getting a telegram invitations through the mail yep to meet in New York at a certain hospital, or sorry, hotel. Yeah. At a certain hotel at a certain time. Mm -hmm. We see Phoebe Cates get there nice and early. And I like how she basically tells her handler off. This guy's like, I'm going to stay with you. Uh, I'm just going to make sure things don't get out of control. You have to be on set by blah, blah, blah. You have a meeting with da, da, da. And she's like, I go away. I have some things I got to do right I got now. to do them. Which is basically sit down and smoke while yeah, she's waiting. Yeah, with her white leather pants. This is when she's in all white. And again, looking oh. stunning. <laughs> so finally, folks, we, have, we haven't even taken... I feel like we've been on this podcast forever. Imagine you still have 40 minutes of this movie to watch <laughs> in real time. That's how long this takes. But we're sort of... We're right here because all three of these old friends... Old great friends show up. We already mm -hmm. talked about how they weren't too chummy at the funeral. They're still like in the same room being like, 
what are you doing here? Right. Oh, They're still a little tense with each too? other, right? Were yes. you told to be here right at this time? Yes, I was yep. told to be here. And they still can't wrap their minds around it. Why? Why would she tell right. us all to be here? What is this girl up to? She makes quite an entrance. And I forget which one of them is like, oh, boy, she's really trying to make an entrance. I think, it's, I think it's Judy that's like, oh, jeez. It's kind of funny, yeah. yes. And I love it. When she comes out, she's got these weird hand gestures that she's doing, too. <laughs> she's like, hello? You're probably... <laughs> <laughs> wondering what we're doing here. And you're just like, this is too much to put on a young Phoebe Cates. You can't have her wave her arms awkwardly, uncomfortably yeah. around while doing this accent. No, also, she's... if she doesn't have a cigarette in her hand, she doesn't know what to do with she her hands. She doesn't. That's why she's just sort of oddly gesturing. Like, just her forearms are sort of like, <laughs> yeah. like wiping away at an invisible windshield. I don't know what it she's doing. It is a very bizarre <laughs> choice. I want to call it by yeah. Phoebe Cates, but I'm not sure. But she basically, she has them all there and she's pitting them against each other because she she basically has the power. She has control over them. She wants, she, they don't, each of them don't know why each of them are there. But No, but she, they've, they've all had like, Tense interactions with her. Right. With right. Phoebe Cates. And she has the power to, and she says, I can do it or I cannot. I can see the boy or I will not see the boy. I will Folks, donate. This is not or I a may video not podcast, but Jamie is moving her hands around <laughs> wildly while delivering these lines in a bizarre fashion. Because that's much how she like, does it. Yeah, and these ladies like are Cates. still like, what the fuck? So she silences them. She says that she could do all these things and she's not going to do them. And they're still like, well, why the fuck did you bring us all here? Yep. And she goes, which one of you bitches is my mother? <laughs> and that's, that's part one. Dun, so then the dun. music starts and, then we, and the credits have, roll. The, I, don't, I don't think there's more lace. I think now we're now no, in I think New we're York in the city, city. So it's a yeah. skyline mm-hmm. with the credits going over it. And that is the end of part one of lace. And when you get that ending, and which one of you bitches is my mother, how are you not like, yes, which one of you is? And you oh, immediately put in disc two. Well, when you say how could you, first of all, it was very late. Oh, yeah. Second of all, yeah. like I said, I just let out my breath, which I had been holding for two and a half hours. <laughs> and I was exhausted and I was like, I got to I got to step away well, from yeah. this. I got to take some time. And also, you know, I mean, you're more concerned with this than I am. But just knowing that we were going to do these at different times, I kind of didn't want to watch part two because I was afraid I might forget it before we recorded next. Oh, so Believe me, it's unforgettable. <laughs> and we'll be back to talk to you in one week, not two weeks. No, time. we'll be mm-hmm. right back. We're not going to let it linger. We're not going to. Right around no. the corner, basically. No. So, And we will talk about part two. Now, I do want to tell people this is not going to push back our next episode. Oh, don't like, be we're afraid. Still gonna, you we're know, keeping we're, on. We're basic, yeah, mm-hmm. you're basically going to hear from us for three weeks in a row. Now, it is tricky because Lace is one of those movies that, like we said, you you have to have already seen it or get it on DVD. Yes. I don't know that many of our listeners have seen it, so I truly hope that we are doing it justice in its retelling and that anyone who is listening that has not seen it, I want to say that you're jazzed to watch it or that you have a great image. Like, so I would say to people... I like how the cover of this looks like it was printed off of somebody's laser printer. <laughs> I have a feeling that somebody over at 
Warner Archive is just like making these out of their home. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say if you just listen to this, right, and you couldn't find part one, but maybe you'd like to watch movies before we talk about them and everything, and this has intrigued you enough, guess what? you got a week to order this thing off of Amazon yeah, and to check it out, to watch all of part one. I cannot do that stuffed tiger scene justice in describing no. it. No. We'll hopefully be posting these pictures, some of this, some of these images to social media to put them to... Oh, don't worry. I have a big collection of images Excellent. just from the first Excellent. part. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. But yeah. but I will say it is, like you said, if if you're into this conversation or you're you're into what you've heard described thus far and you want to order yeah. the DVD, please do. But oh, please it is do. a time commitment, as we said. So I, like I said, I'm I'm just hoping that our retelling does some some justice and, and yeah. people can yeah. Just I'm not going to spoil my feelings because I want to wait until I see the second part. Okay. But I'm looking forward to seeing how this all wraps up. So, yeah. thank you, Michelle. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we will talk to you again in one week. One more week. In uh, one so- week, we will continue with the uh, review of this movie. Oh, I'm going to watch some less part two. <laughs> All right, everybody, we'll talk to you again in a week. See ya. audience doesn't know this but i am i fucking my microphone right now because it's so beautiful okay hold on there phoebe kates relax (laughs) calm down